Hey, welcome into the Coach Bodo's podcast here on the Studio Soapbox Network. Uh, I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recording live at the O'Connor Advisor Group Studios. Just check out all things O'Connor Advisor Group at oagks.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter. Uh, our handle is at Coach Bono's Show. Check out the Facebook page. We share some stuff on there from time to time. You can check it out. Just search for Coach Bono's Show. And you can email us at show at gmail.com. Today is episode 62.5. And as always, in the point five, I'm joined by the legal counsel of the Coach Bono's podcast, the token girl. She has great legs, but an even greater mind, my co-host, Ellen Wigginser. Ellen, how are you today? 62? How in the hell have we gotten to 62? I don't know, but we're getting here. We're, yeah. It, yeah, when I was looking, like, when we recorded Mondays, I was like, this is episode 62? That's a lot of... Damn. That means you? that your second birthday of the pod is coming up. Well, 62 weeks. So no, I understand, but we also celebrated your birthday last year on the pod. Or yes. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yes, and my so, birthday will be coming up in the next yeah. few weeks. So I don't really make a big deal out of it. You know that. I know, but this is this is how I correlate things. That's okay. all. I appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, I want to get into it. I got one big subject for us to talk about this week. And we're going to hit on a little, we might hit on a little bit of the World Series. It's been a great World Series, by the way. It's been uh, a lot. We've had some exciting shit there so far. We had the big home run game for the Phillies, the no-hitter, and then the 3-2 masterpiece of game five. Um, now they're going to go back to Houston for game six and uh, close it out. And the Astros will win game six and close out, like I said they would. Uh, but it's been exciting. Every moment of every game has been exciting. So it's been a lot of fun what I've been able to catch. A lot of it I haven't been able to watch. Um, and part of it, you know, Nicholas, God love him. He just can't stand watching baseball on TV. Understandable. We'll flip it to something else. Um, but yeah, as much as I want Dusty Baker to get his. Orlander to get his I get it like there's some I don't know universe thing coming together uh I still want the Phillies to win it yeah I I wouldn't I, I'm rooting for the Astros I mean everybody knows that and part of the biggest part to me is Bregman my guy so yeah uh, but the whole thing Dusty Baker and Verlander and all those things it also justifies all the stuff after the whole you know, quote-unquote cheating scandal, all that stuff. It justifies the Astros have been really, really good this whole, for like a half a decade now. But also, there's nothing to root against the Phillies. Harper's great. Schwarber's great. Um, that whole franchise, Aaron Nola's an LSU guy. I mean, I can't root against Aaron Nola. Um, Castellanos. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's ex-Cubs in there for you. I, there's a, there's there's no one to root against. And I will say game five was one of the most dramatic, like tension filled games I've watched in years. I mean, every at bat meant something. And when it came down to like, especially like the ninth inning, because they, the Astros had to bring Presley in in the eighth to get him out of jam. And so it's like, okay, can he get a five out save? And it of course it comes down to Harper 
in the ninth has a chance to tie the game and Presley gets it for the win. It's like, wow. I mean, just, it was like everything you wanted if you were a Philly fan was get us to the point where we can get Harper up the bat. Give us a chance to win this thing. And that's exactly what happened. And then if you're an Astros fan, you go, oh, shit. But then they pulled it off. Defense was great. It's been a fantastic series. And I'm looking forward to game six on Saturday. For sure. Yeah, it's Saturday's going to be a a motherfucker of sports day for me. I mean, you got your big game against Alabama. Yes, so we've got, you know, in my world, this is bigger than LSU against Alabama. That'll be Saturday night. Also got the World Series game Saturday night. Plus, we got the biggest college football game of the season. Uh, KU versus Oklahoma State. That's the biggest game of the season. (laughs) No, Georgia and Tennessee is the biggest game. Which, would you have bet on that at the beginning of the season? No. So In November, the biggest game of the season would be Georgia hosting Tennessee. Okay. Uh, No, I am backtracking to Kansas hosting Oklahoma State. Yeah. And a pick them. Yes. With you being in Lawrence, that could literally be one of the larger football games from an impact playoff standpoint that we might see. But no, did I see Tennessee, Georgia? Who did? Yeah. I mean, I thought everybody thought preseason it was going to be, you know, Georgia and Bama would run the table in their divisions in the SEC yep. and Patriots in the end. Now we've got a little bit of anarchy could happen. I mean, Tennessee's now the number one. We talked about that on Monday's pod. I had Tyler come on and we talked quite a bit about what we saw and where it could go. So if you want to talk more about that or you want to listen to more, Tyler Jones sets it all up. He was great on Monday's pod. Which actually came out like on Wednesday. I don't even know. It's fine. It's all yeah, good. It's just, Go Josh it, Heifel, OU, whatever, yeah. Boomer Sooner. I don't know. So but the biggest thing I want to talk about is this whole Kyrie Irving thing. Woo! So I'm going to get in here because this is, it's coming off of, in a world where we just didn't deal with all the Kanye West stuff. Mm-hmm. You would think that Kyrie Irving wouldn't try to be the smartest guy in the room. And Kyrie Irving, if people don't know, basically shared and liked a a tweet that was promoting a, I'm going to read the name of this, a video called Hebrews to Negroes, Wake Up Black America. Okay. Now, I understand strong black man is going to have that name might incur some feelings into a strong-willed black man. I get it. But when you start looking into the film a little bit, and there's a scathing Rolling Stone article about this film, which I have shared on Twitter and on the Coach Bono's Facebook page. Um you find that this video is very anti-Semitic. And yes. what we found is also that the big thing to me is that obviously Kyrie Irving did not sit through this three and a half hour long movie. Clearly, he did not look at this movie. 
And when tested about this later, he wouldn't back down when accused of being anti-Semitic. And he just simply tried to pull the, well, I'm the smartest guy in the room bullshit. And that I'm the free thinker. I want to hear your opinion because we'll go into it a little deeper, but I just want to set the table. This is what's kind of happened. Do you think he saw the video first off? You kind of gave me that face like, yes. Uh, you may. I, I think I agree with you that he did not watch the movie. I don't think um, And because it is available on DVD. Great. Um, Amazon is still selling it, which I have questions on. And you can uh, it Amazon, yeah. I don't understand Kyrie. I don't. He, there's a presumption of intelligence, which may be wrong for me to say in the fact that he went to Duke. Yeah, I say that. So it's not just an athletic thing. Yeah. There's an academic part that goes with it. And all of a sudden he becomes a flat earther, um, all of a sudden an anti-Semite. I shouldn't say all of a sudden, uh, anti-vaxxer. He has led into the far-right conspiracy seemingly easily and has wanted to take a hands-off approach that Charles Barkley, I'm not a role model. Yeah. Which Chuck threw back in his face and was just like, the NBA fucked up, the Nets fucked up, and something should have done and done about this. And so it's fascinating that he is now, as of late yesterday evening, backpedaling and being like a whole, I'm sorry if I hurt someone, kind of apology, non-apology, yeah, which is complete and utter bullshit. When he's been suspended for five games at least, but there's no indication what the team or the league is going to do around this, similar to the whole his failure to get vaccinated for COVID 19. I, I'm not sure who looks worse. Well, go ahead. Kyrie or the league. Okay, I agree on that completely. Uh, I'm going to take the Kyrie part first. Okay. And then we'll get to the league. Because I think the league has got a problem. Maybe the Nets have got a problem here. I agree with all that. Kyrie Irving, I don't know whether he is a high IQ person or not. Now, I assume, because he does seem to have a broad understanding of certain ideas and he is not an unintelligent man i don't know if it's been said that he has a very high iq and that he is actually a very intelligent and thoughtful person Mm -hmm. i don't know this i've never met Kyrie here 
But when you can, when you do the things that he's done, whether this piece with the anti-Semitism, um, and to go by, you know, he, his sort of first excuse was to say that he wasn't promoting anti-Semitism. Not to, right. Not have an understanding that if you share something via social media, you're endorsing it. Yeah, no, his excuse was somehow his platform wasn't large enough to yeah, mean I, that he was promoting it. No, yeah, I mean, if I share something on my social media, I'm endorsing that. Good, bad, or indifferent. And if you're not, you're caveating the posting saying, I don't like this, but yes, here you should see I, this. If I think... Yes, exactly. If I think something's fucked up mm-hmm. and I share it and I re- quote retweet and I go, look at this bullshit. Right. Then you know I'm not endorsing it. I'm against this. And I'm sharing this information so that it, yep. other people can learn from this too. Kyrie didn't do that. And, and for him to say, I'm not endorsing this, but I am sharing this, that's... That's trying to create a differential. It's just not there. If you have a social media platform with millions of followers the way he does, everything you say is an endorsement. Yeah, Here. you can't claim that I'm not a role model anymore. You just can't, given the media landscape that currently exists. And let's talk about some of the stuff Kyrie's been into. We have this piece that's anti, I mean, let's just call it anti-Semitic. Yeah. His anti-vax stance, flat earth comments that he's made. Yep. He shared an Alex Jones video recently that was about a new world order. So what Kyrie Irving does, he shares these things and says, well, I'm a free thinker. This information's out there. Take it for what you will. It's the laziest least common denominator it's just to me it shows that he has a bit of intelligence but doesn't understand that his words have meaning and i don't know how that's possible like i I, it's unbelievable that someone could not understand that i mean if my what i say on here i seem to be careful about because I know that certain people listen to this. I know my son listens to the podcast. Mm-hmm. What am I not going to do? I'm not going to sit there and flirt with you. <laughs> you know, even though when we're together, we might. You know, or something like that. Because I don't want my son to hear that. You know, I know my audience. You know, sure. those kind of things. And just an example. If I can understand that, how in the fuck does Kyrie Irving not understand that? When he has people around him. And he doesn't take responsibility for his actions on any of these stances. Think about that. He didn't take it when it was the anti-vax thing. He says, well, I've done my own research. Mm -hmm. I bet that motherfucker's never put a lab coat on. The flat earth comments, he was, again, he wasn't standing by it and he wasn't standing against it. Mm -hmm. He was saying, well, here's the, doing exactly what he's doing now. Right. Now he's saying, well, I'm not anti-Semitic. This information is just something I wanted to share. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal referred to Kyrie Irving this week as an idiot. Yeah. And I think that's pretty well put. 
I mean, the guy, I think the guy has a high IQ. I think he's an intelligent person. But you cannot go into every room, and we all know someone like this. Everyone knows someone who is obviously very intelligent and thoughtful. Mm -hmm. And then they take these kind of ideas like anti-vax, like anti-Semitism, like flat earth, and they say, well, do you know about this? But they don't necessarily believe it themselves. Do I think that Kyrie Irving's anti-Semitic? I don't think so, but I don't know so. What I do know is what he has said and what he has not said. So what has been interesting to me over the last week is a friend of mine at work said that his group chat It's been difficult because there is nuance in yeah. everything. Yes, there is. Absolutely. And, um, some of that nuance was lacking in the fact that people couldn't come to understand one side or the other. That saying one thing would lead some people to think that they're anti-Semitic comments, whereas on the other side, it's their understanding of history or historiography. However, it just didn't fit quite with reality. Yeah. And I get that and I understand it to a point, but I think maybe just with me, my core thing is don't be a dick. Yeah. If, if you dislike a certain person for a certain reason, I hope it's for a certain reason beyond of how they look, how they worship, how they um, love, how they just engage in the world in general. But if, if your trigger points are any of those kind of four things, I'm not going to like you as a person, probably very much. <laughs> really well put. I, I think you're right on with that too. I think that there is some nuance here. And I think this is the problem is that Kyrie Irving could have gotten in front of this and simply said, listen, I made a mistake. Look, I sat back and was like, nope, 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 nope. It's exactly right. Had he come out and said, you know, there was something here and I thought this and I, I didn't watch the video and I, I, I kind of got cute in the situation. It'd been done. Over. That's not what he did. And no, he, he waited got, until he got he suspended. Doubled, doubled down. And the worst part, and you brought the suspension piece up, so now he's suspended for five games. At least. At least five. Indefinitely with a minimum of five games. But let's talk about that as far as the NBA now and the Nets. So first off, the NBA was way behind on this. They still haven't done anything. Um, this would not go this way in any other league. Now, look, I, I think Adam Silver's been a pretty good executive for the NBA as a commissioner overall. Um, I think of the major sports, I think he's probably been the best commissioner of the three of the three major American sports. But what I will say is they have totally dropped the ball on this. This is a situation 
they could have come in and said, all right, we're going to bring you in. We're going to talk about this. And you are suspended because of this speech. You have not given an appropriate apology. Mm -hmm. We have not liked what you've said. Mm -hmm. It violates the positions that we have as a, as a as an organization. Mm -hmm. You are indefinitely suspended and you will be stripped of pay. My only comment to that is that uh, none of the other leagues would have done it any better. I mean, Major League Baseball would have jumped on this. Nope. Major League Baseball would have been holding their dick in their hands going, what? We have Jewish players here? Yeah. Adam well, I, Silver, I, as a Jewish executive. That's the other piece of this. Should yes. have been in front of this foremost and out front in ways that none of us would have anticipated. Yeah. However, none of the other leagues would have dealt with this any better. Well, here's why I think that you may be right, and we, we can't really say, but the players have a lot of a lot of power in the NBA. Sure. More power than they do in other leagues. Mm -hmm. I think that's why the NBA was a little slow here. Now, I also think that it also was something where I think they were waiting to hear from their partners. I think they were waiting to hear what the reaction was going to be, which I think is a bad idea, but it's funny when Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley go on inside the NBA and they get Ernie Johnson and the three of them do a segment, a whole like 10 minute segment on this and they call Kyrie to the carpet. And I mean, Ernie and Chuck have a podcast uh -huh. with a segment about this. Yes. And I mean, then you look at Michael Wilbon who's on ESPN, again, another partner of the NBA. He called Kyrie Irving this week. Kyrie is on, FT, on um, um, the show. Um, pardon the interruption? Pardon the interruption, PTI. He called Kyrie Irving, quote, Kyrie is the most dangerous man in sports. And when he said that, it was in the idea of he believes these things or he espouses these ideas Yes. With no remorse. Yeah. And that's the thing that is, and this can be a whole corollary to perhaps next week post-election, should we choose to do a full political podcast as I dropped off my ballot today? But yeah, like there was a part of me that is full on what the fuck? Yeah. And I get that people don't have the same views. They shouldn't have the same views. I appreciate differing views. But when those views are based in lies and untruths and just don't really exist except in that sphere that they're built out of, yeah. we're going fucking sideways. Yeah. I'm going to read, this is a quote from Adam Silver from the NBA. This was released on Thursday in the afternoon. Okay. The following statement is from Adam Silver. Uh, Kyrie Irving made a reckless decision to post a link to a film containing deeply offensive 
anti-Semitic material. While we appreciate the fact that he agreed to work with the Brooklyn Nets and the Anti-Defamation League to combat anti-Semitism, we'll get to what they did in a moment, um, and other forms of discrimination, I am disappointed that he has not offered an unqualified apology and more specifically denounced the vile and harmful content contained in the film he chose to publicize. I will meet with Kyrie in person next week to discuss the situation. Now, we do know that since this, uh, before before this communication came out, Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets came out and both made $500,000 donations to the Anti-Defamation League. Which the Anti-Defamation League then, at least from Kyrie's point of view, was like, yeah, that's not enough. Yeah. So they sent, basically the team and the players sent a million dollars over. Um, the commissioner comes out and says this mm-hmm. after it's pretty clear the Nets and Kyrie were trying to sweep this shit under the rug. Absolutely. And now the Nets have come back and said Kyrie suspended for five games without pay. Yep. And it could go in, it could go indefinite. Yep. Um, I have made a very it was funny this all happened the way it did because it was. Just this last week that I was talking to someone and um, we were discussing what should the Nets do because they're really bad. And then this happened. And I was listening to Bomani Jones on Friday. Yeah. And he was talking about it. And Bomani Jones says, why don't they just release him? Pay him off and release him. He only has this one year left on his contract. He's not going to get anything. No one's trading for this guy. No one's going to pick him up. No one. You want to make an example out of someone, release Kyrie Irving. Listen, um, all the parties involved have handled this poorly. I think that can be acknowledged. Um, The ADL basically handing back a $500,000 donation, Kyrie Irving saying, it isn't backed by contrition or understanding is very telling. Um, The fact that the FBI has had to reach out to synagogues across the country saying that there are threats against synagogues nationally is kind of jacked up given that, you know, Saturdays, their day of worship, they go to the temple. This should not be happening. And, you know, the point that you make time after time is that both of us are liberal, liberal leaning, however you want to phrase it. But if you have to win by violence, that's not the way to win. And I mean, I think all of this just, I don't know, I've gotten off topic, but all, everything that has happened in the last two weeks between, you know, uh, 
Pelosi's husband being attacked, this, like that, it just, I, I was very grateful that when I dropped off my ballot, the poll worker was like, thank you so much for voting. And I was like, okay, I did a small piece that I can, but I'm very, very worried. Yeah. And it well, sucks. I agree with you. And we're going to talk, we're going to get into a political discussion next week, I'm sure. The <laughs> and I'm sorry, I totally derailed yeah. what we were doing. Kyrie. I'm going to read a couple of Kyrie Irving quotes. Here, just yes, one the things he's saying, okay, um, when uh, on Saturday this past week, um, he said he refused to stand down. Um, his quote is, I'm only going to get stronger because I am not alone. I have a whole army around me. Um, another quote this week, this is, again, his words. Uh, let me get this. Um, I'm going to find any article here. I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I came from. Again, it's just now, after learning of his suspension, this is four hours after his suspension. Yep. On Instagram. And here is Kyrie Irving's quote. To all the Jewish families and communities that I that are hurt and affected from my post, I am deeply sorry to have caused you pain, and I apologize. I initially reacted out of emotion to be unjustly labeled anti-Semitic instead of focusing on the healing process of my Jewish brothers and sisters that were hurt from the harmful remarks made in the documentary. Again, it rings shallow now. It is shallow. If you have to caveat to say, if you were offended, then I'm if sorry. Exactly. If I say to someone, if you're offended by this, I'm sorry. That means I know that my stance is so strong. I don't care what your feeling is. Well, and when I saw that last night, I was like, really, dude? You think that this is going to get you anywhere, but it followed the announcement of his suspension. Yes. Four hours after his suspension. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the basketball parts of this for a minute, because now we got Kevin Durant has chimed in, his teammate, trying to get the, he's trying to sweep the shit under the rug as hard as Kyrie is now. Oh my God. Say things like, I feel like it's all unnecessary. We don't need all this. Um, he's trying to, Kevin Durant's trying to do the shut up and dribble piece. You know what? Uh, I want to know what his burner account is right now because he got called know. out on his burner account a few years ago. He's got a few of them, yeah. Because uh, this kind of nonsense that he's talking about right now is straight bullshit. You just, especially if you, <laughs> you're representing Brooklyn, New York, which has a high population of Jewish folks, both Orthodox and non-Orthodox. And you're coming through kind of just like, 
it's fine. We don't need to talk about it because it's uncomfortable and um, no one knows what they're really talking about. So let's just kind of hold on this and we'll get through playing basketball games. Yeah. If yeah. I lived in the boroughs and I heard this kind of shit, yeah. why would you want to support this team? So here's the thing is that, yeah, and, and, and what Kyrie has said and then what Durant's trying to do with moving on, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had a great quote this week. I'm going to read this to you. Okay. Kareem is as thoughtful as it gets, and if there's anybody who's going to give you a really good opinion of what is missing here, it's going to be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. For real. Here it is. Honestly, there's little hope that he, Kyrie, will change because he's insulated by fame and money and surrounded by yes people. There is no motivation to learn how to distinguish propaganda from fools. Mm-hmm. All that is left is for the world to decide how it should respond to him. Mm-hmm. I, yep. Man, I can't be said any better. It's funny. It's not funny. It's sad. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is one of these guys in the late 60s and the early 70s in sports. There was a number of them. You know, Jackie Robinson was the first, obviously, with what he did and then where he went with, with racial integration and, and segregation, all he stood for. Kareem was one of those next-level guys. Kareem, Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown was with them for a long. And Jim Brown has been criticized in the last few years for doing less as he's gotten older. Yes. I just – got to look at what he did back in the 80s and 90s especially and say hey there was some really good things he did but he's also done some harmful things um but kareem is sort of standing alone now on the mountaintop mm-hmm. as far as this is the guy yeah you can say bill russell was there with him as well muhammad ali is unfortunately passed Bill russell has passed but kareem is the one guy who could say thoughtfully and who may be termed his own kind of free thinker and can say, hey, young brother, this ain't right. But the thing of it is, is that unlike some of the racial issues or all of the racial issues, excuse me, that the NFL, NBA, MLB have fought through, Mm Religion isn't identifiable by how you look. Well put, yeah. And so it should be, you know, silver. It should be those players who identify as Jewish. It should be players from other leagues that are stepping up and doing this in a way that makes sense and coalesce, you know, Jabbar, other folks who have fought on the racial, you know, stratosphere in a way that makes sense. It's just, it's a, it, it, that's the thing to me that in some ways, it requires a little bit more action 
because of the fact that you can't point at someone and say, oh, they're Christian, they're Jewish, they're Buddhist, they're, you know, whatever. Yeah, I think that we all have, we need to all have the sensibilities now to say there's a right, there's a wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and people have asked me my, my political authority. I'm leaning more left than right. But what sure. I will say in the end, I believe in right and I believe in wrong. And I believe in don't be shitty to people. Yes. Whether they are black, white, Latino, whether they're a Jewish descent, whatever they pray to, whether they feel about someone their own sex, or how they identify, none of those things are reasons, like you said it earlier, are reasons to hate somebody. Right. And I do understand where, you know, comparing it to what we just talked about with Kareem and those guys a generation ago, two generations ago. Yeah. And how we want to hold players now accountable. Mm -hmm. And we'd like to see more of them get out and talk about these things. It's a goddamn shame that someone who is quote unquote as intelligent as Kyrie Irving has to be part of the conversation in the wrong way. Right. And proliferating and, and giving more attention to these myths, to these ideas. Tropes, whatever. Yes. And that but, is that is worse than we can attack a Kevin Durant and say Kevin Durant sits on the sidelines. Michael Jordan sits on the sidelines. Michael Jordan had a great quote a number of years ago. You know, Republicans buy shoes too. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. And we can give Jordan a whole shitload of, 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 of beef if we wanted to about not getting politically involved. But what Kyrie did was a step too far. But, and I, and I, and this just came to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if any. <clears throat> thought has given to it but for those european players who have had families who have lived through the holocaust yeah and those kinds of things where are those players because i haven't i haven't seen it that doesn't mean that it hasn't existed and Mm -hmm. i've missed it but that's part of it too, that it can't just be protection of the brand. Yeah. It has to be protection of humanity that because humanity is going to exist long after the brand goes. So um, I don't know if, if folks have seen some of that, I'd love to see it. And I, I, I hope that the European players step up and speak to it and i'm sure that they will uh because it's it's a much closer touchstone for them than it is for folks here in the u.s yeah i will say you know this goes back to like the we talked with kanye Mm -hmm. we've seen some athletes jalen brown aaron donald who stepped away from kanye and, and some that have 
decided to stick in. And then now Antonio Brown being Antonio Brown. Um, but no, it, it's something where it's not just about the money. And it, it, it's something where in these cases, these people are saying, hey, we've got to do better. Yeah. You don't have. What was it? My father was a quote. My father told me this a long time ago when I was a young boy. You don't have to stand tall, but you got to stand up. Okay. And that's an old quote. I mean, I, that's been around for generations. And I think that's what we need. You don't yeah. have to stand tall, but stand up. Yeah. And whether that's in politics, whether it's Kyrie Irving, whether it's Kanye West, I really hate it for guys like, like these two gentlemen in, in particular because they're also part of a marginalized group of people. Yes. And to me, that's going, wait a minute, you guys are marginalized as well. You would think you'd have an understanding here. I'm a 47-year-old white guy. I mean, I should understand this better than the, than the guy who's in it. Hey, I, I listen, I will never claim that I understand it better than anyone. But yes. African-American people who are descended from slaves probably have a large uh, understanding of Jewish people who descend from the desert, biblical times. I don't know. I wasn't there. I have a better understanding of African-Americans who were brought in as slaves as opposed to again, biblical times. But the thing of it is, is that you can't, I don't know. I'm going to get over my skis and just decline to comment. So you can cut that out. (laughs) Yeah. I I look at this right now and I just go, Hey, look, I, I, I don't know what the answer is. No. What I will say, we've seen this before. And um, Deshaun, um, Deshaun Jackson uh-huh. had some the, the anti-Semitic stuff he had shared at one point. And there was some Jewish players and some people who got with him and said, hey, here's what you need to understand. And it, it, it opened his eye. He came back and said, wow, I didn't understand this. I can't, look, I can never put myself in those shoes. I cannot no. put myself in the shoes of someone who is of a Hebrew background. I cannot stand there do the same thing for Latinos or for African-Americans. I have not lived that life. No. But what I can say is that I have a certain, it's not a fear, it's a sentiment that we should not marginalize people who, who, who people who have largely been marginalized. And I think that is an excellent point. I mean, mm-hmm. let's be clear. White folk have gone in and dominated a wide variety of cultures. Yeah. And so for us to come in and say that how they feel isn't enough. And even for 
a religious subtext because many of us have been brought up <clears throat> under Christian ideology. Yeah. That doesn't mean that other things don't exist and they don't hold true for those people. Right. Look, you can only walk, you can't walk a mile in someone else's shoes. No. I always say all the time that as a father, I wish, and I know you're the mother, you probably feel the same way. You wish you can give your life experience to your children. Yes. Because they can't see through your eyes. Yep. You hate seeing them make mistakes. You hate seeing them go through harm, especially when you've warned them. You know, those kind of things. And it's going to happen yeah. more and more as your kid gets older. Believe me. Yeah. It's there. And you just go, you want to just say, listen to me and trust me. Right. I've made the mistake. That is something we cannot do. We cannot give how we see something through our eyes to somebody else. All we can do is hope that we can understand and that we can draw some sort of life experience and that we can share and that it will be helpful. And I fully agree on that utopian aspect. Yeah. What I'm concerned about is that it's going to be forced to be, it has to be from this aspect. Yeah, yeah it, 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 it cannot be forced upon somebody. And that's what sucks. And I'm afraid that's what's coming. We, we are in a very pivotal point in society. Yeah. In our country right now. Yep. And fear from one, from one side and when we have hate language, hate language comes from fear. Yeah. And I'm not saying that those of us who are against that hate should understand the fear, but we have to understand that to them, it's a reasonable thought. Yep. Can't get them to change their minds, but how can you begin? to make the fear go away? How can we ease the fear? If we can ease the fear, maybe we can agree. Unfortunately, things like media, things like religion, things like politics mm-hmm. get in the way and we've all chosen which corner we want to be in. And yeah. we're going to come out of our corners fight. And the, our opponent is our enemy. When really and truly, we all kind of want the same things. We just don't all have the same beliefs. I hope it, we all want the same things. I, I think the majority of people do. There is always knuckleheads. And there is always bad people, bad actors. Agreed. But when those get elevated in our consciousness because of internet, because of media, yeah. you know, and that's not, I'm not trying to say that all media is bad or all websites. That's not all bad. It, more information is a good thing. It's just that we have to, we have to understand what is an anomaly. What is 
fear? What is hate? And what is, you know, I don't even know how to best say this, but it's not, I, I'll put it this way. I'm more left than right. Not every Republican's a bad person. Mm-hmm. Not every person that voted for Donald Trump is a bad person. Mm-hmm. I disagree with everything that guy stands for. And some people look past parts of that because they have a fear of other beliefs. Mm-hmm. I can understand some of that. I don't have to agree with it, but I can understand it. It's just a matter of, are we coming from a place of fear, love, hate? You know, it's, and sports is a place where we, we shouldn't have these things. It should be neutral spot, a spot for us all to enjoy. Unfortunately, we're not in that place. And we're not in that place because it's also a part of media and the internet and everything else and so it all gets tied together absolutely and that's that's it's never going to get on it's never going to get on beautiful we're gonna we're gonna move on real quick we're gonna try to get this i know we're both time crunched tonight so we're gonna do this and get out we gotta have your picks Uh, i got our picks for the caesar's segment here so caesar's i want to thank caesar's first off for live betting thank you Thursday night was huge for me. Thank you so much. The Astros and... Um, I saw and, those uh, that you posted. Yes, the Astros, the Nuggets, uh, Coastal Carolina all came through for me in a big way. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, on here, on our weekly pick segment, Ellen, you are currently 7-3-1. and one. <laughs> Last week, you were 2-1. and one. Okay. One one Nuggets game, you lost the other, and yep. you won your football game. Your your um, you had the Michigan State game. I did. I caught the spread. You won it by half there a was point. the melee. You won it by the hook. Uh, Michigan won by the hook. Twenty three and a half. I'm still okay, so I'm going back to my uh, Homer picks. Okay. Ku the. As most recent as I have seen, the KU Oklahoma State game is a pick 'em. It has switched around. Let me see what we got right here. I'm going to pull up the Caesar Sportsbook app right now on my phone because I'm here in Kansas, and we can do that. And you know, you can get up to a thousand dollars in your first bet back if you go to Caesar's and use the Sportsbook app. Use the code in the promo and in our show notes, and you will be able to do that. And, and you get an extra $50 bonus by using our promo as well. Let me get in here and take a look. It is so convenient. I do love it. Um, you got to see Kansas plays at 2 o'clock tomorrow. 1.30, yeah, against Oklahoma mm-hmm. State. Okay, I'm trying to get there. I'm, I'm in here. I am looking for it. Currently, the Jayhawks are laying one point. Right okay. Now, one point favorite. Taking, uh, still taking the Jayhawks. Okay. So Ellen's got the Kansas. Okay, going to go after it. I, and I'm going to hold on that because I really. That's, that's, that's your pick this week. <laughs> it is. Okay. What you got, Bo? I got three things. Now, look, I went 0 3 last week. And, and I went 0 3 because. Um, 
everything was close. Everything was within like a one point except for Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State was an awful pick last week. I cannot believe they just – that might be the worst game Oklahoma State played under Mike Gundy. Well, I would have we'll I find out. Horrible, horrible. Um, but here's what I got for you this week. Kentucky mm-hmm. plus one against – oh, I had it here. Kentucky plus one. UTSA, University of Texas San Antonio okay. is a pick em. I love University of Texas San Antonio. All right. And my homer pick, I like Tulane – Minus seven and a half against Tulsa. All right. Sounds so, good. That's my three. I'm also looking at LSU against Alabama. But if I do it, I'm going to do LSU plus seven in the first half. If Bama wins this game, they're going to win most likely. But if they pull away, it'll be late, is my thinking. Yep. And it's a 13 and a half point spread. So, yeah, you can currently get a plus seven in the first half. So there are some picks. Fade my action and win all your money. Um, if you faded me last week, you're doing great. I don't know how Kentucky's a one-point underdog to Missouri. Missouri's bad. Missouri challenged Georgia, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I And they play – I mean, they almost lost at home to Vanderbilt two weeks ago. I don't know. Two lanes now, lane seven against Tulsa, as I have that up. And let me see. I want you to the UTSA line again. When I wrote this all down and when I placed my three-game parlay, it is still a pick em. UTSA at UAB. So there. So, yeah, check out the show notes. You'll get the link in there for Caesars Sportsbook. We thank them for sponsoring the podcast today. We want to thank uh, Tyler Jones, everybody at Studio Soapbox, for what they do behind the scenes. If you haven't listened to episode 62, Tyler came on. We talked about the college football playoff, standings, a lot of surprises in there. We talked at length about that. And then uh, I went in and talked about Rico about the NFL and everything going on there. So check that out. Uh, most importantly, thank you to you, the listener. We appreciate it. Don't forget to rate us and review us. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. We appreciate every five-star review. So until Monday, I'm Coach Bo Brian O'Connor. That is our token girl, Ellen Wiggins. Have a great weekend. And remember your time token tomorrow. Thanks, everybody.